Game Cola Faithful, and welcome to the Game Cola Podcast. This is podcast number 91, and with me, Joseph Martin, today, I have Alex Jedrzak, Anna Bernarski, Shannon Hoover, Diana Gray, and Nathaniel Hoover. Everyone, please introduce yourselves. All at once. <laughs> Three, two, one, go. I'm Alex. I'm, I'm Joseph Martin. Uh, but see, we're so bad at doing the synchronized that we're just going to do it one at a time anyhow. <laughs> I'm Alex Jedrzak, uh, editor-in-chief at GameCola.net. I'm Anna Bernarski, a staff writer. Sometimes I do things. I'm Shannon Hoover, staff writer and occasional YouTuber for GameCola.net. I'm Diane Gray. I'm GameCola.net's resident fangirl and a rather lazy editor. I'm Nathaniel, slightly less lazy editor, YouTube administrator, and author of of many columns, but the most recent one that I write anything for is the one whose name escapes me right now. That one. Let's, You've read let's it. Start a good game of course. That one. That one. The game art of good lost design. <laughs> Perfect. Alright, so today, to get us started, uh, I thought... In gaming news, we have this Nintendo Direct that was released uh, at the time... Several of the... weeks ago? <laughs> well, yeah, at the time of listening, it'll be a couple weeks ago. But, I mean, there's good material for us to talk about in here. I would like to start by... I'm just going through the stuff that's not like, you know, looking for the outside, the mainstream stuff that isn't just like, oh, the popular Mario game got updates. Has anyone been doing Nintendo Badge Arcade? I've heard nope. N- Nolan's talk nope. about that. Nope. No. Well nope. then, this is an awesome podcast. <laughs> Cut this out, chop, chop, chop. You skipped one. <laughs> Which one did I skip? I didn't skip. Yours is all the way down at the bottom. What are you? No, talking? the other one. Well, we don't need to go in order. We can just say, "Hey, are there any things on Nintendo Direct you wanted to talk about before we yeah. go into our regular I chat?" The and then Diana just the takes up the order. whole podcast. What's when the one that you want to talk in a about circle first? With Diana last, and <laughs> then talk about one thing that we like from the Nintendo Direct. <laughs> You're so mean to me. Diana, which is the one that you wanted to talk about? So I'm gonna talk about Xenoblade, but you know what? It doesn't matter. I'm leaving. No. Oh, okay. Maybe yeah. game pull HQ. Well, since Diana's not here anymore, I guess we don't have to talk about any of her topics. Okay. No, better <laughs> no, yet, back, we I'm should staying. talk about all of her topics. <laughs> Regret. Nope, I'm staying here. I lied. We're so terrible. We're sorry. All right, what do you want to say about Xenoblade? That everyone should be playing it if they're not. So wait, it is comes this... out. Okay, well, the new one. It okay. Well, the new one's not released yet. It comes out. It might have come out at the time of this comes out. I don't know what day of the week the fifth is or the fourth whenever it comes out but they just recently i mean i don't know if it has anything to do with the new game coming out but they did recently in this past year make remake xenoblade chronicles for the new 3ds which makes it a lot more accessible for people as long as they buy the new 3ds which i guess kind of de- <laughs> defeats the purpose <laughs> but i mean before it was so rare and hard to find anyway and it's just a game everyone should have in their library honestly take it from me please Please go play it. There was that one video I saw that was like, here, it's the new 3DS. We made it so it could play Xenoblade Chronicles. You need it, though. You need all the new stuff. But it was like the only, like when the new 3DS came out, it was the only game that needed the new 3DS. (laughs) I think the other game that's going to require the new 3DS that they've announced so far is Hyrule Warriors. Really? Yes. I'm fair. Actually, I'm not 100%, but I'm pretty sure. I'm not a best. No. Why? There's. 
Because it's gonna have such high frame rates. I don't know. So it's gonna be so crowded. <laughs> have you seen that game on the Wii U? It's sometimes yeah. lags on the Wii U. Yeah. I don't know how. I'm not very optimistic for it on the 3DS, but I'm still probably gonna get it. It's all gonna be the 2D Link to the Past style graphics. Uh, yeah. Sure. That would actually Isometric. be really cool. Isometric perspective. That would actually be kind of awesome. Is that what it's called? I think that's what it's called. I, I don't know. Like three the slanty one. Yeah. Um, okay. So is Xenoblade Chronicles X, is that a sequel? Or is that like HD no. version of Xenoblade Chronicles? Or like, what is it? Okay, is the as far X as I know right now, I've been kind of staying away from it because I don't want to spoil myself. And now the game has been out in Japan for a little while now. But... I think it's kind of completely different. It just takes elements from the original Xenoblade. Maybe some enemies in common are like, probably the fighting system is obviously the same and stuff like that. But it looks gorgeous. I want it so bad. So is <laughs> it is it like an updated Xenoblade? Is it an up or is there a game it's called Xenoblade space. Chronicles that is then being it's updated to Xenoblade Chronicles X? I don't. I honestly, from what I've seen which is honestly not that much, in trailers and such, I don't think it really has all that much story-wise or character-wise in common with the original Xenoblade. Like, the races are the same, but as far as I can tell, no, like, main characters from Xenoblade Chronicles are returning that I've seen. I, I might be wrong, but... I've been being very, very careful with my searches because this is a game that I actually want to play blind when so, I ever get it. So Xenoblade Chronicles X is like Mega Man X, where it's like all new. You know, I was not going to say anything because I was going to try and keep us away from Mega Man for one podcast. <laughs> we won't talk no, about it. I'm just going to make the no, comparison no, and we'll move on. Also, no, we got to talk about the Legacy Collection stuff later. We do. Because <laughs> there was some stuff that I actually want to like talk about that has to do with you specifically, Nathaniel. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry. This will not be the Mega Man-less podcast. We can I don't do that know. Next time. All I know is I'm very, very excited that they're making another Xenoblade game, that they're bringing it to the public eye, and that maybe it means people will go and pick up the original, because it's definitely a life-changing game, like, seriously. So what's so, what's good about yeah. Xenoblade? Because I, I hear people um, lauding it, like yourself, um, but, like, what are the, <laughs> what are the particular, like, is it story that people like? Is, it the, is there, like, really interesting mechanics that people like? Or what, okay. what is it about it? First and foremost, the story is amazing. Is it it's... because Shulk has abs? No. no. Yes. That's what, that's what Smash Brothers has <laughs> led Contributing factor, but not entirely. <laughs> that's, that's optional. You don't have to make him shirtless. Dude, Shulk's abs are optional. <laughs> Don't have no, to just his shirt. <laughs> anyway, it's really hard to explain without spoiling. But I just think the entire game is so well done. It's visually stunning. The battle mechanics are super unique. And you can basically every time you play the game, you can play differently depending on who you want to use, what arts you want to use, and uh, what weapons or armor you want to use. And then the story, of course, is absolutely phenomenal. And I cannot recommend it enough. Seriously. Please go play it. <laughs> All right. Well. Please. That's, please, podcast listeners, go play Xenoblade for me. And Anna, it, it sounds like you've played it too? No. Oh, you I haven't. I've just watched, I've watched people play it because I'm poor and I don't have any money. <laughs> so what was appealing about it for you to watch? I just thought it looked interesting. I don't know. I haven't watched the whole thing, just a good amount of it. 
Because yeah, I, I did. Actually, much. I watched the whole thing before I played it myself because I found it uh, on a YouTube channel that I follow, and I got hooked like immediately. And I was searching for it everywhere, and I couldn't find it. And he, the guy I was watching, ended up finishing his playthrough before I actually obtained it for myself. And then right after that was when I found a copy for the Wii in my local GameStop, and it was like a miracle. It was beautiful. <laughs> Still have it. Okay, I'm done talking about Xenoblade now. I, I, you can, you can cut me off my ranting. My ranting. It's fine. I just really, really love Xenoblade. Okay, so why don't we jump right to the... To the <laughs> what? Why are you laughing? It's no. no segue, Diana. I have to change the topic eventually, especially when you say I'm done. Like, what am I supposed sorry. to do? Okay, I'm just sorry. keep going. Just keep going. Okay, so the I'm thing... Fine. So in the, in the Nintendo Direct, there was the... They talked a bit more about the Mega Man Legacy Collection, specifically how they are integrating the user made compilation level compilations things if you didn't listen to our last podcast shame on you but um we we talked about how nathaniel um got his compilation it was chosen to be in the game the challenge which is a compilation the challenges are these compilations of like sections of levels but so what they revealed though I, I might not, this might not be 100% right, um, but what it at least seemed like to me was that you're going to have to have a Mega Man amiibo to be able to play these new stages. That I think that was what I got out of that as well. I and, agree. I mean, I already got myself a Mega Man amiibo at the first opportunity because I knew they would do something like this where I would want to have Mega Man specifically. I'm not big on amiibo collecting. There have been a couple of figures that I think have been kind of cute or fun or cool. But I said, no, 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 I'm getting Mega Man because if I don't, there's going to be some opportunity where I'm going to get to miss out on playing as Mega Man or playing Mega Man something if I don't get him. And lo and behold, I wouldn't get to play my own challenge stages without it. <laughs> but I think there was the special edition. I mean, they said they're releasing the gold. The gold one. It's just the a Mega gold Man variety of gold. Mega Man. Yeah, it's the same amiibo as before, just gold plated. Kind of like they have with Mario. So I, know. I was like, wow. That's like I, so low on my Mega Man amiibo once. I mean, I'm not big on like gold plated somethings to begin with but i would have loved if they were just going to release the same shape figurine i would have loved them to do one of Mega Man's classic color schemes like rush yeah. coil color scheme the red and the white or you know some other special weapon that's, that's very popular and it would have been really easy to just change the paint because the gold doesn't even look that good it's just like no it really doesn't like you can't really make doesn't. out any of the features of it because the amiibos are pretty nice looking but with the gold like stuff you just can't make out the detail at all it just looks ugly like even a proto man one probably wouldn't have been that like difficult even though i guess contextually it wouldn't make that much sense because you can't play proto man in any of these right but I don't know. Just like the same thing, but it's gold now. <laughs> I would honestly, I would have just rather they package package the regular Mega Man amiibo with the game so that people could just get that, right? And then be able to play the levels. But yeah, that's kind. Of, I, I'm in the same boat. Like I was like, if they're gonna make anything Mega Man unlocked, I want to have the Mega Man amiibo for that. It was a big reason why I have mine. It's the only, and it's also the only one that I have. But I was kind of like, ah. Now, only some people are going to get to play the levels, and it's like, I don't know, that just seems kind of lame to me. I get it. I get why they did it, but if they're going to push Amiibos like this in Mega Man, then they better be doing some other cool stuff with it. 
Yeah, I mean, my, my preference is that if you're going to have amiibo connectivity, make it relevant to the specific character. Don't make it, here's a, it, it's sort of like first day DLC. It's like, we know it's there, why aren't you giving it to us? Mm-hmm. So you've got things like uh, Mario Party, where, uh, was it Mario Party? There, well, okay, Smash Brothers is the best example I can come up with, because uh, I've seen that one in use, but you've got your different amiibo characters, and then they get plugged into the game, as automated fighters who learn from the way you play and they level up. And that's that's a meaningful connection with the Amiibo. But just saying, here's this one feature of the game that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with this specific character, this specific Amiibo, but you need to have it in order to open it. Mm-hmm. And I'm even okay with ones... Uh, Mario Party is what I was thinking. Mario Party 10, I think they have the ability to scan in some of the Amiibo that, bec- that give you a, a separate game board with them and some of them are just bonus tickets that you can use to buy stuff so if you connect an amiibo that has nothing to do with mario party you can still get some benefit from having them but it's not the entire purpose of why you buy an amiibo i like it i like it too when it's like mario maker does it well where you can't you get these like little as you play yeah you can you can unlock these costumes just by playing the game and they're purely aesthetic costumes you it's like getting a regular mushroom in terms of you can take one extra hit but like if you have certain if you have amiibos that correspond to the costumes you can just unlock the costume immediately and i think that's cool because it's just like you're just you know you can get it it's not really that important to the game but it's you know, obviously, if you have the amiibo for a certain character, you probably like that character, and so you'll probably want that costume right. more than an average player who hasn't doesn't have that amiibo. So it's r- helping the people who want the thing get it faster, and for the people who don't care as much, then it's like, okay, well, then you don't – we're not going to pave the road for you or whatever analogy works better than the one I just said. But yeah, when does that yeah. come out? When is this Mega Man game? February, I want to see, 26th? That's people a, can look it up. Yeah, look it up. <laughs> we, we are not your primary source of information Sorry. for all things Nintendo Direct. <laughs> we're just belated commentators. Yep. Does someone else have a particular topic they want to talk about before I – just to take away the conversation again. Why did they name her like Cole? <laughs> it's so stupid. Oh my god, that is the dumbest name. I mean, why could they have gone with something like Linka, which is a real actual name of people in the world and still connects to the Link character? And is still pronounceable in multiple languages. And is still pronounceable. I mean, she already well, looks like a planeteer. She might as well act yeah. <laughs> like it. I mean, a crossbow is a wind instrument, almost. You know, it uses wind to fly. So she could be. (laughs) Like a bowstring, that's a bit of a stretch. Uh, Uh, If they named her Linka, then they'd have to make a male character called Zeld. (laughs) No, uh, Zeldor. (laughs) Zeldor. That's so bad. That's still better than Linkle. Oh my god. Zeldendorf. (laughs) <laughs> the they, should have just got, they should have just put Lonk in the game Lonk. <laughs> Lonk. I would have been happier with her name Lonk Honestly Lank, Lank, Link Lank. Lonk and Lunk I just really and then, want to And get then sometimes Link Link I just want to get that game to see how you Lank. play as the boat I really want to fight people as the boat That's <laughs> all I want yeah. I'm waiting for them to retcon it after they get huge backlash 
And they say, no, no, oh, wait, no, 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 we, we, we misspoke. It, it's, it's supposed to be pronounced Linklaw. It's really <laughs> strong kind of a name. Does it? I wonder if it sounds different in Japanese pronunciation. Uh, <clears throat> according to what I saw, it's Linkuru. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, might like, that, that it might be a it might be a romanization issue. No, I mean like it, it's pretty what business standard. do the Romans have translating our video games. <laughs> like I I'd, I'd say that Linkel from Linkuru is pretty standard like Right. Yeah. yeah. Right, no that's not what I meant. I meant like it is an not not like they should have translated it differently. It's just because of the Japanese name that's sort of all you can do with it. <laughs> I don't know, some people are into it. Some people are into the changed the name entirely. It's been Rock Band to Mega Man being the top of mind example. Right, but you, I, you have also, the right to change a character name. I feel right. like that's not as much of a thing anymore now that it's a lot easier. Like now that things are more globalized, because like with the you know Rock Man and Mega Man thing, there were probably very few people who were aware that anything got changed until like a lot later. Whereas, you know, you can't pull a Super Mario, new Super, not a new, sorry, you can't pull Super Mario Brothers 2 where it's like, hey, look, it's Super Mario Brothers 2, guys. <laughs> Here you go. This is definitely Super Mario Brothers 2. <laughs> you, can't, you can't do that anymore. So I think, I don't know if it would be the case, but I can imagine people in a board meeting going, well, people will be very upset if... We made the name very different, and everyone, we need one but, thing so we can just do everything for everything. I don't know. But you would change it if the name translated into English as a racial slur or a profanity. Oh, well, yeah. So it's, it's still within the realm of possibility that there are circumstances under which you would change the name if it sounds really bad. And I think Linkle is one of those circumstances. <laughs> I mean, she sounds like a joke fairy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of. She sounds well, like Tinkerbell's, you know, reject cousin. Or Tingle's reject cousin. Yeah, no, yeah. That's, that's what I've. That's, that's what people have been saying. Yeah. Like real talk, that she's like Tingle's. I forget. Like yeah, and, and if there is a Tingle connection, then I can let it slide. In <laughs> terms of I the heard. name, but if there is a Tingle connection, I don't think I can, in general, let a Tingle connection slide. What if they acknowledge? Like, in, say, in a later game, or, I don't know, in Hyrule Wars. I haven't played Hyrule Wars, so I don't know how that all works. But, like, what if they just acknowledge in-game that it sounds similar? Even if even if they don't say, like, per- actual, like, relationship. I don't know. I'd be okay with it. I'd let it, I'd let it go. I can look I past it. I think it still sounds dumb. That is a very dumb name, and I'm not I, ever going to let it go. I mean, I'll make fun of it every single time it appears in the game. But like, <laughs> It's just something that we're going to... Just have to get used to though, because I don't think it's like you. You said like, oh, they end up retconning it, but I don't think this is something. No, I, I think we're stuck with it. Yeah, no, I so think I, I think it might just yeah. best to get used to it. It's still stupid though. Sorry. But then I I think we should start a crusade to part start adding le to the end of other male video game characters' names to make their female counterparts. Cloudal. Cloudal. <laughs> It just, it, then it'll, I guess this works Mario. with Linkle too, but it, it just sounds like you're yep. going to say, like, every, you're about to say what every character will do. Like, Linkle, come and bop you. <laughs> <laughs> the, the other main problem I have with this is that it is one of the first real playable characters besides Zelda who's introduced into the franchise. 
And they already were kind of writing her off as, oh, she's just a female Link. She's not her own character. Yeah. And by giving her a stupid name, you further detract from the credibility of the character. That she doesn't sound like a strong, interesting, compelling character anymore. She sounds like a joke. That's what I tweeted. I think like right, I was kind of live tweeting during the direct, and I t- I think one of the tweets that I tweeted during that was, um, "Look, Nintendo, I said we wanted a female Link, but this isn't what we meant." And that's yeah. like I I can completely agree with everything Shannon's saying. I'm afraid that's where they're going to go with it, and I'm not going to be happy. And I know there's going to be a lot of other people who aren't happy. Yeah. But at the same time. She has been receiving a lot of positive feedback, too. I've seen cosplays already that are, like, very high quality. She like, looks badass. It's been, what, two weeks? Like, good job, cosplayers. I don't know how you got all this together so fast. I mean, but, but aren't there probably a lot of cosplayers who already had, like, female Link cosplay? And, I mean, there's like definitely really, changes really, that you have to make. But like, These are, like, really deep. Like, they have all the details that they showed in the trailer. Like, down to the necklace, the weapon, the intricate stuff designs it was pretty cool i'm it's on tumblr i I haven't seen it so i can't actually make any judgments so i'll just take your word for it yeah no you should okay (laughs) they're pretty cool i don't know so i think it could it could go either way i think it's gonna depend on the game and we're gonna have to wait until it comes out to make a final judgment but we'll see but i also think like because it's hyrule warriors right and yeah isn't I mean that game in general sort of already has a general uh, general has a generally that game has a sort of goofy tone to it already. That like, game is like a fan fiction. Right. I swear to God. <laughs> I haven't I haven't I haven't played it, but like I I've watched all the cutscenes. So it's a fan fiction. I mean, it is a hacks and slash game, isn't it? <laughs> but um. <laughs> So I'm saying that, like, if Linkle, like, ends up doing more stuff outside of just Hyrule Warriors, I don't know how that would work. I don't know how copyright and all that sort of stuff works. I would imagine that they don't just get... Who makes it? Team Ninja or something like that? Whoever makes Hyrule Warriors. They wouldn't be able to just, like, keep... I guess if if, if they made a character that was female Link... Then I feel like, to a certain extent, Nintendo has to sign off on something like that. I don't know. I don't know how it works. So I don't know if it's something that would end up being in other games aside from this one, I I guess. Reading the synopsis on Wikipedia, and I'm cracking up. Like, it's literally a terrible fan. It's a a self-insert fan fiction. It really is. I mean, it's, it's, it's beautiful. The game looks great. Like, the cutscenes are very nice. But I just can't get over it. I think I remember seeing like someone talking about the beginning of the game, and it's basically just goes Zelda is like there is evil coming. We need to find the new hero of time, and then she like looks out the window, and it's just Link like just fighting people and being a really good swordsman. It's like oh there he is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well that's not even it. It's the main, um, the main villain of the game. It's doing all of this because she's in love with Link. I'm, I'm not kidding. This and all takes place her, in high school. No, it's not. But no, and her love for Link allows Ganondorf to consume her. That's it. That's it. All right. I think that's I probably think, enough of Triforce. Yeah. Or not Tri. Uh, which one is it? Hyrule Warriors? I still want to play it though. Uh, I still but, want to play but, but. Solid Snakele. 
that would be great. Jiggly yeah. Puffle. Jiggly Huffle Puffle. <laughs> More crossovers. Foxhole and Falco Lol. Falco Lol. Falco Lol. All right, we need a new topic. This is. <laughs> so Typo Man looks interesting. Typo, yeah, Typo Man was one that really stuck out to me because that's it looks like. What concerns me is that it kind of just looks like Limbo with one really, with a gimmick. But I haven't played Limbo, so that's fine with me. Yeah, <laughs> right. same. Although I have seen a playthrough well, of Limbo, but... Not, not like if it's Limbo, then it's redundant. But I just mean that because, so from the from the trailer, it's, you've got this sort of, it's 2D, you're walking in a straight line. And you've got all these things, scenery or whatever. It's very all very stylized, like dark and stuff. And then uh, there are words around that you can put together to have certain effects on the terrain. And my concern with that would be is how much can they do with that word um, building mechanic? Well, if you think about adventure games that have text parsers, your original King's Quests and your... Space Quest Zeros, if you're looking at things we've talked about on GameCola, you've got a possibility of a response if you program in enough words. So with text adventures and with text parsers, it's easy enough to have a text response pop up for a wide variety of things. But I think if you've got programmers who are very creative and who have a lot of synonyms that will put the same effect, then you could have a, a wide range of things happening in the game that you've planned for in advance. And you could also have it, from the look of it, it looked like it would be very contextual, or maybe you could just change one letter of the particular word that was there, or only a couple letters. So it might be limited with each challenge. And it also looked like you could type things in and have things appear on the screen kind of scribble not style, but with text appearing instead of, like in place of a bridge, you would just have the word bridge appear, but you could type in the word bridge and put it on screen. So if they had the full kind of scribble knots engine, then you could really type anything. Then you just get a helicopter and fly over everything. <laughs> well, you'd be riding on the word helicopter through the level. Which would probably be spinning around and throw you off like those Mario platforms. <laughs> So, but it, it did look interesting for the 30 seconds that it was up. It just looked creative. Yeah. And I think that's more what I'm interested in now because I've got so many games in my collection already that are just good games, that are well-crafted games, that are a platformer, an RPG, a racing game, some type of game, and it's just got a different setting and different characters and different story and maybe slightly different game mechanics, but it's the same thing that you used to. I really like the high concept games, things such as Typo Man, that it not necessarily that it's just driven by a gimmick, but that they're attempting to do something different that elevates it above your standard, this is a thing, you jump over it or you fight it kind of gameplay. Um... Okay, Mario and Luigi Paper Jam. That's what I've been wanting to talk about a lot. What is that? I think it looks super cute. I am. It could be good, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm still hesitant. That's my that's my feelings right now. I feel like it could be really great, but it probably won't be because it because it's supposed. So Mario and Luigi Paper Jam is presented as a crossover between Paper Mario and the Mario and Luigi handheld series. Like the RPG handhelds, which I really like the Mario and Luigi handhelds, and I really like the first few Paper Marios. Yeah, let's not talk about Sticker Star. 
but well, I mean, we have to because that's the issue. I feel like it's going to be a crossover between Mario and Luigi and Sticker Star, not Mario uh, and, Luigi and Paper Mario. It, that's what I'm worried about. Yeah. The couple of seconds of gameplay that I saw looks to me like, hey, it's another Mario and Luigi game. You like those, right? We're going to give you a gimmick for this game, which is Paper Mario. So you get to do all this stuff with him that you wish you could have done in the real Paper Mario games. Yeah, but they do at least so they do at least have the basic attack function, so you don't have to use like because I think they talked about they showed cards, so it looked like they were going to no oh, yeah combine bros moves and items into sort of one thing, which I don't know. It'll depend how they do it, but you do get to at least keep your basic attack, so you don't have to like use a card like you have to use a sticker for like every single thing. And which makes the whole RPG part of it kind of pointless when you can't roleplay because it's just enemy fighting with no reward. Just like Paper Mario. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not- sorry, I really don't like... I've only played the first Paper Mario, but it completely turned me off to the series. Yeah, I've- Which I think I've talked about on a podcast mm-hmm. before. See, I, and I, I've played all of them except the first one. <laughs> so I don't... I, I enjoyed it, but I also played it when I was younger. But... I mean, Sticker Star. Ah. Yeah, that was. Not, I mean, wait, I feel I like we've complained about I just Sticker Star one. enough on the podcast. If you're gonna make an RPG, don't take out all the things that make people like RPGs. Like, don't just remove experience points entirely. So our amateur psychic thumbs say thumbs down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm afraid so. I'll I'll keep an eye on it. Yeah, me maybe because the, the Mario and Luigi series has stayed pretty good. I think it's possible that the Mario and Luigi will bring up Paper Mario from where it's been and maybe make something at least decent. And I'll we'll, I'll keep an eye on it, but right now my expectations are low. Same. Also, continuity-wise, how do you reconcile, hey, it's me, Mario, and, I'm sorry, it's a me, Mario, mm-hmm. and it's a me, Paper Mario, in the same universe together. This is totally not weird, and I we're supposed to be taking can. the game seriously. I don't know. I don't think you can. Uh, th- I f- it it kind of speaks to the fact that I have I was reading through stuff um, before uh, Mario Paper Jam, talking, looking at Sticker Star, because I was trying to figure out why Sticker Star is what it is and not a good game. <laughs> um, and one of the things, it sounds like that the Mario higher-ups, so like Miyamoto and other people, I can't remember the rest of their names. The higher-up. But yeah, the, the the higher ups were in charge of like the main Mario games. Even when it was just Sticker Star, really wanted to try to make the the past Mar- Paper Mario games, Paper Mario N64, Thousand Year Door, and Super Paper Mario. They really wanted to push that as like non-canon and like make that clearly non-canon to the rest of the Mario games. Because like when they made Sticker Star, they explicitly they said like you can't bring in any of your other old Paper Mario characters in. And Sticker Star is like made up entirely of like all the characters are like aside from the weird crown thing, every other character is just a Mario enemy with more lines. And, like, maybe bigger or something. So there aren't, like, original characters in it as much. And so it seems like they wanted to make Paper Mario canonically not like regular Mario. And so by making a crossover by saying, yes, these are two completely different universes, they can separate it as much as possible. 
in terms of quote-unquote continuity. I don't know, that just feels to me like having a pretty new Legend of Zelda game, like the one people have always wanted, and then there's Toon Link running around alongside you. Mm. Well, I mean, there's Sonic Generations. Mm. Sonic Generations basically does that, except they make, they make a 3D model of old Sonic. Although I thought that was switching back and forth. You could play as either one. I didn't think that was them joining. Right. Well, you I haven't played it. You don't play it at the same... Yeah, you don't play them at the same time, but you alternate levels. Right. So that at least has some separation. It's more a stylistic But they difference. share they share um, cutscenes. Like, old Sonic and new Sonic interact. In oh, well, that's what I was asking about. Or maybe yeah, I wasn't asking about it and just thought about it in my head. Right. In the, in the gameplay, they're separate. But in cutscenes, like, you know, little... So the okay. young Sonic, like, appears. And there's a whole plot about kind of time travel, I think. I didn't finish the game, but... Yeah, so that's sort of that. Yeah, but because like the Mario and Luigi games, after the first one, it was always like you have your Mario and Luigi, and then you have your second aspect that takes advantage of the four, but like you have the four buttons instead of just A and B on the Game Boy, you have A, B, X, Y, and so they had Baby Mario and Baby Luigi to be X and Y, so that you made use of all the buttons in the battles, and I thought that was cool. And then you had Bowser's Inside Story, where you have Bowser attacks for X and Y, and you have Mario and Luigi attacks for A and B, and that was cool. So it's kind of like, what do you do next? And I feel like this is an, at least an interesting answer to the question, even though if, I might be more excited about it if Sticker Star hadn't existed first. Yeah, I definitely can agree with that. I mean, that I would be more excited for it if Sticker Star didn't exist first. I'd be a little more optimistic, at least. We'll see, I guess. Does anyone care about the new Star Fox game? No. I'm nope. glad to see, uh, after hearing people complain about Star Fox not doing anything Star Foxy for a very long time, I'm glad to see that it looks like a Star Fox game and not some sort of strange spinoff that happens to have the Star Fox crew in it. That is true. So there was that There was that one where they were like showing all the different gameplay modes where it was like flying in your R-wing, doing the tank stuff, a third thing with Falco that I don't remember what he did. Um, and then they did Slippy, and Slippy is like flying through in a more like hovery vehicle, and right. he's got like a bomb attached to it. And like that's like an escort mission, isn't it? Where you have to like not get hit or the bomb explodes. No, I think that's mm -hmm. your. I don't think it's a don't get hit. It looks like when you get to the right position, you drop off your co pilot who looks just like Rob and send him in to whatever other location to do stuff. It didn't look like an escort mission. It looked like a stealth mission where that was another component of the gameplay. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, I still remember hearing about people playing that at, like, E3, and I'm really glad that they pushed it back because, correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember people saying that it didn't seem like it maybe didn't seem finished or something. Like, what? it didn't seem as polished as it should be for something that was supposed to come out when the original release date was, which I actually don't remember when the original release date was, but I know they pushed it back to next year. So, I mean, the more time that they have to work on it, probably the better. I don't remember if a release date was announced on the Direct. It probably was. I think it was, but I forgot what it was. Yeah, I don't remember what it is. I feel like it might have been spring. Like a date in spring, maybe. I don't want to look it up. I'm too lazy. Gamecola.net. Definitely not your source for news on Nintendo Direct. <laughs> If you want to know all the release dates, you can go watch it, and then you can just come back and hear our commentary. We're still here. 
I mean, unless you you can comment and say, hey, instead of the Game Cola podcast, I'd like to hear as we look up dates and stuff. Yeah, that's because <laughs> that's what's going to happen. Yeah. You could either look it up yourself or have us just do that. You can look it up while you're listening to us talk about looking it up. Yeah. I mean, you can live the Game Cola podcast like you were <laughs> there. So we have some some Dragon Quest fans in the in the podcast audience, and by that I mean I mean the people who are here, like uh, not the people who are listening who cannot respond in real time, because there's Dragon Quest VII and Dragon Quest VIII in here. I don't remember what that was about. Are those just ports? I believe sports. they are. Because we have two copies of Dragon Quest Eight for the PS2, I think. I think they're ports. I are they ports know. or are they updates? I read it as update. I oh. think they're doing something aside from just, hey, here it is again. On the Because it's on the 3DS, it looks like. Right. Yeah. So maybe they'll make it 3D. I mean, I guess it'll probably be 3D then. I would assume. <laughs> so. That might be enough of an update. And then there's some there's some interesting um things coming to like the shop. Like I mean, Mighty Number no. Nine we knew. Yeah. Uh, Mar- Lego Marvel's Avengers Project X Zone Two. I don't I don't know what that is. I don't think I don't think we need to talk about that. I just don't. Well, um, only a little bit because I don't actually know what it is either. But real talk, I was completely zoned out. I was like doing something else. I was in another tab and just like listening. And I hear them say Fiora from Xenoblade and Krom from uh, Fire Emblem. And then I also hear Objection. And you better bet I got to that tab as fast as I could try to figure out what was going on. I was hyperventilating. I was like, what is this game? I need it. I don't even know what it is. I still don't know. I need it. I think it's some kind of fighting game, but it's happening. Also, Edward is an NPC. So, obviously... It's gonna I feel happen. like I remember Project X Zone One that was supposed to have Mega Man stuff in it, and then it was it does. like, yeah, I don't remember but, what it was though. I just remember that it wasn't something that I'd probably be into. Any game that combines Ace Attorney, Xenoblade, and Fire Emblem probably is gonna get my money. All of they're my loves, all of my loves in one. Okay, how long? Seventeen second trailer. That was the best seventeen seconds of the entire direct. Okay, I'm done. Well, what interested me was like seeing stuff like Terraria and Kerbal Space Program. Like very, those are games where I hear and I think, oh yeah, indie PC games. Yeah, I definitely wasn't expecting Terraria to show up in the mm-hmm. in the three. Uh, I almost said the three direct. The direct. Any other Fire Emblem fans in here, or is it just me? Just you. Oh, that's a bummer. I yeah, want to talk I about played. It. I played one of the games, but because I don't know how I feel about this. New oh thing. right, I do. I have been reading about. I'm very the, the Pokemon thing that they've been doing. The what? That I mean, like the, you're talking about, like the two versions, right? Yeah, I was so excited. I was so pumped for this game. Like I'm, and I still kind of am, but I didn't realize that it was gonna actually be two separate games. I thought it was gonna be one game that you could pick two pads on, and now they were putting all these condi- and now they're making a third path that's a separate thing. And it's, like, the special edition with, like, both games and, like, the third path and, like, some other stuff is $80. And I'm like, I don't have that much money, Nintendo. I'm broke. Please just stop making me pay money. Did so, we all read Stefano's article on GameCola.net about the, yeah. the whole yeah, thing? That was that's that's where I'm getting most of my information about it from. Yeah, I think I was talking to him a little bit about it, actually, while the Direct was going on on Twitter. And that was because I didn't realize, I wasn't 
aware that this was two separate games until they actually said it on the direct because I had been keeping up with it. And he was the one that was like, yeah, it's been like that for a while now. And I was like, oh, well, that's a bummer. Like, I didn't know. But I think, I don't know if they just announced maybe the third path or that was a new thing. But I'm still really excited for it. And I think it's going to be a really good set of games. But I don't want to pay $80. Right. So, like, as someone who's been with the the Pokemon series for a while and dealt with the the question (laughs) of, like, multiple versions... The, the dealt with the question of like multiple versions and how does that work in a way that I am comfortable with as a consumer. And p- first of all, the, the reason that Pokemon was able to get away with the, the two versions at the beginning was because it was taught, it, like the main point was this interactivity, right? Definitely. So you had to, to get all 151 Pokemon, you had to trade with other people. So you had to find someone who had another copy of the game. But you didn't have to buy both. You could if you wanted to do it that way. But you weren't, like, expected to. And so, and, like, you don't really lose much um, if you don't. Like, I think even, like, the only one where you could argue that you're missing out on stuff is the most recent Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire because you're fighting the two different teams in each of those games and there's some character stuff that you don't get from the other team if you don't fight them. But that's a product of that's how it was before in Ruby and Sapphire, but the teams barely had any characterization, so it didn't matter. Still waiting for them to remake Emerald. But yeah, like the whole point of that was you didn't have to buy both games. You just had to know someone who had the other one. And so this sort of thing is like, yeah, you have to buy. These are two games. You have to buy both. And you have to buy them to get the third thing. Yep. That, that scene, it sounds like they're trying to say, oh, no, it's fine to do this. Pokemon does this, and you guys are okay with Pokemon doing well, this. Well, I think Stefano really hit on an important point where the special edition has everything, both games, on the same cartridge. So yes. there is clearly not any need to split it into two separate games. And mm-hmm. that is my major point of contention. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm upset about that. If you're going to offer that... Like, is that going to be offered outside of the special edition is my question. Like, what if I don't want all the other stuff, which I totally do. But let's say for the sake of argument that I didn't want all the other stuff that came with the special edition. Is there going to be a way for me to be able to have that cartridge, like, for a slightly, for a price that would be, you know, maybe better? I don't know. I guess it's probably about evens out. But if you buy both, but then you have, I forget how much the, uh, the third pathway is. I know it isn't the cost of a full game, but... I don't remember how much it is. I'd have to look. But, um, I mean, this all of it would be the cost of two games, the special edition, which makes sense. But I don't know. I just, I don't like it. But well, I it also means, it. I mean, with like what Stefano said, it means that they could have put twice as much game into each of them. Yeah, which is that, what I don't understand. Which is like, that's super lame. Like, you could... There's, if there's enough, because if you can put both games onto one cartridge, then that means that there's an entire other game's worth of space on, if you get, like, the little one, the one that only has one of the games in it. And that's just super lame. I just, I was just assuming this entire time in development that it was just going to be, like, a story choice, and that then you go through and play the game again, and then you pick the other one. That was how it was going to be. 
I don't know when exactly this whole two-game thing was announced, but I apparently dropped the ball on that one because I definitely missed it. But apparently it was a well-known fact before the Direct, and I just didn't know. But I'm really sad about it. Also, no one's as hot as Crom so far. So that's also a, a major detractor so far for me. Also, to go more off of what Stefano said, and if you're listening, you should really read the, the article. You should. It's really... Wait, what's it called? Something about Fire Emblem Fates. Oh, it's the Anger Dome. Yeah. Yeah. Bringing back Which the Anger awesome Dome. It's an awesome title. So you, if you're listening, you're at all interested in this sort of discussion of multiple games for one story or whatever, um, you should definitely read it. But another point he brought up that I was... Um, important is that there you have to make this like choice about who you like better from absolutely zero context yes. like you I'm have so to upset. like from, like he said like from the cover art you have to decide like which side are you gonna be on like because at first i was like oh is it like in the, in the game before this there were both of like you know there were both sides and you got to see a little bit of each side and now in the sequel they're saying all right now you get to pick one but it's sounds like to me like there is actually like no context whatsoever that you get like even from playing the games before it just i want the special edition so bad but it's so expensive this is what you do right you get another friend who likes fire emblem and then you trade and then and then you just both you you both spend half the money on the game and then you just take turns and then assumedly you can replay it one would hope you get one save file and once you beat the game that's it you can't you can't disposable do games i mean in awakening you have three i believe you have three save files and um i'm still like i beat it forever ago and i'm still playing it now because i want to get like all the um support conversations and all of the bonus characters that you can unlock and all that stuff, and I still can't beat the. Last don't you don't you unlock the bonus characters by having them being born by certain people? Well, actually, yeah, some um, characters have to be married, but then you also have to like do the the battle to get them. You have to defend them from something, or like help them defend a town or something. I don't know. And then there's also like a bunch of bonus characters that you can get. Antagonists in the game, you can recruit them by fighting and stuff like that. It's kind of cool, actually. I didn't know this until like my second playthrough. And then I started actually, like, trying to figure out what these bonus episodes actually were instead of just ignoring them the entire time because I was horrendously overleveled for the final boss and I got really bored because I beat it really quickly. So I started messing around with the bonus levels and that was how I figured it out. I mean, yeah, I think it has replayability, but only to a certain extent. Like, once you get everything, then, yeah, I guess you don't really need to play it again, but... Because you can just remember the but I really like the end of the game be. because I am a sucker for the main character, Marion Crom, so there's always replayability for me. <laughs> I also think Crom is hot. There's a really hot cutscene at the end of the well, game. Well, I wouldn't <laughs> have guessed, Diana, from the words that you said before those, that you find <laughs> Crom attractive. What? Never have been able to guess that. Resident fangirl. Don't forget it. My job. My description. Oh, wait. Is it actually... No, no. That's not actually my description. I should get, edit that. If you get if you get elected, do you become president fangirl? <laughs> I'm, I'm fired up out now. You're no longer fired up? It's no one say anything. Pretend we didn't hear it. You just, you just said the thing, though. So you clearly heard. Heard what? Well. <laughs> 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 
segue ever. You, you, you drain me of my power with no one to annoy. What can I do? Oh, no. What else happened on the... Well... I mean, we don't have to just talk about Nintendo Direct. We can talk about I mean, other stuff. What should we talk about? Anna, what do you want to talk about? What do I want to talk about? Um, I don't know. What have you been oh. playing recently? What did I say last time? Because it's probably the same thing. <laughs> well, you said you had just bought the uh, the house game. And I oh, think yeah, I'm still playing, playing that. that. I am still playing that. What's it called? Oh, um, Happy Home Designer. I, oh, I have right. a story to tell. Ah! Um, story. Story time. So, I was walking to one of my classes, and I had a few minutes left before I could go in. So, there was this girl. I've never met her before. She's probably a freshman. I see her with the 3DS out, and I, and I like, awkwardly look, and I'm just like, oh, hey, is that Animal Crossing? She looks at me, and she's just like, uh, yeah. <laughs> and so I try to have this conversation with her about it, and I feel like I probably freaked her out. So, yeah. Good story. I don't know. It was a good story. I felt really, really bad afterwards. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, I bought a new game. I bought a new game. It's called Brilliant Shadows, and it's a visual novel. It's actually pretty cool. Ooh. I love it's like about, visual novels. It's about uh, paladins and necromancers, and it's actually really, really nice, except for the ending, kind of. Like, the, there are three endings, and I got the first one, and the pacing, kind of, at the end, towards, towards the end, got me a little Aww. meh. Otherwise, I would have given it, like, a really, really good score. How do you know you got the first ending? Um, because it told me. Oh. Well, like, well. can you get this? Like, <laughs> right. it's a second ending? Is it? Is it not the first ending that you got? No, that's the first. Um, it was the first ending that I got, and I think it's labeled first ending, second ending, third ending. But how do they choose? I don't know. Is it, like, one of those things where it's, like, it's nearly impossible for you to get the other ending unless you, like, played the game before you know, like, what to do? No, it's, it's honestly, you just pick, like, different, you just choose different, like, options. You get, you get to, like, to the end of the game and it's, like, choose your ending. (laughs) No. (laughs) One, two, or three. No other context. It's, it's based on what you choose through the game. I liked it. Just kind of. The story towards the end kind of made me a little upset. Is there like a light ending, a dark ending, and a neutral ending? There could be. I don't know. There were things that weren't explained, and maybe if you choose different options throughout the game, it gets explained, but... Still good enough to recommend? Yeah. Definitely. Brilliant Shadows. Look it up. On Steam. Or you could write a review about it. I don't... Like, the thing is, I was thinking about that, but... I just don't think I could. Sure. This is one of those games where, like, I'd probably start a review for it and then immediately just be like, I don't know exactly how to explain it, so I just end up deleting it because that's happened a few times. What other games did I buy lately? I bought the game Hacknet, and it's like a hacking game, and it was kind of a mistake because I've not played it since I bought it. Oh. So that was a good purchase on my part. And that's pretty much all I have to talk about. <laughs> I've been playing The Misadventures of Tron Bon, which is a Mega Man spinoff, and mm-hmm. have already started writing a review about it, which is unusual. Normally, I don't write reviews until I'm completely finished with the game, and this is my first time, and I'm only maybe a third of the way through it, maybe half, and have already started on a review because I know it's one I want to talk about. And also unusual because I haven't written a review since, I think, January 
I phased myself out of longer writing projects because they were taking up too much of my time, but I'm finding that I really miss writing. It's one of the ways I express myself. It's very cathartic, and I'm glad to be writing something beefy again, and I'm really satisfied with how it's turned out so far, what little I have of it. So that's been a lot of fun. Very unique, different kind of gameplay. Yeah, I've heard it's it. Tronbon is Misadventures of Tronbon is one of those where it's like very well liked by the people who have it, but it's kind of hard to come across. Well, it's one one of the rarest PlayStation games to track down a physical copy of, but they just released it like digitally. So now anybody can play it. Well, where did they release it digitally? It was on the PlayStation Network. Okay, I might want to look in. Well, I'll, maybe I'll read your review and see if I want to look into it or not. That sounds like a good idea. I've also been playing Dragon Age Origins, which I think I've mentioned on multiple podcasts because it's taking me forever to get through it. <laughs> I'm finding that I, I'm not huge into fantasy to begin with. I don't dislike fantasy. It's just not my thing. But I've been having trouble getting into Dragon Age because I don't have that sensitive connection with the game world and part of that's because they give you a codex so in the same vein as mass effect you've got this big journal of all of this different information about all of the races in the world and the history and the characters and all sorts of culture and lore and it's physically challenging for me to read the words on the page and I don't know if it's because of my color blindness or if it's just bad design choices but the page that you're reading it on looks like it's a page out of your journal that your character's dragging around and it's got this watermark kind of a logo on the background it's got some doodly drawings that are very close in color to the text and it's very busy so and the edges of the paper that you're reading it on are a little burned and crackled and frayed and things so i'm having a difficult time reading the lore that is normally what gets me sucked into a game like this because it's very very based on story and i'm just i'm not connecting with it because it's so much effort to read all of the background on what's going on, and I'm leaving it entirely to the characters who feel kind of generic fantasy. Uh, not necessarily the people in the party, but just the other people in the universe. I, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head, one or two people, uh, all of them dwarves, I think, who have caught my interest at all in this universe, who are not in my party. And the locations I'm going to are, oh, it's a forest, and every enemy is a werewolf oh, it's a field, and every enemy are the same kinds of three darkspawn I've been fighting all game. And it's just the same kinds of enemies everywhere. It's the same kinds of locations I've seen in all sorts of other games. Every once in a while I'll come across something really interesting, but I'm not enamored with it. It's just not sucking me in. And the way the game mechanics are, like I mentioned my Lost Art of Good Game Design article about it way back, was having problems with the buying things in the shop. And I'm still finding that I'm constantly short on money and there's really no point in buying anything because I'm just going to get it replaced slightly later on and then not be able to afford anything else that I want. So I can't even customize my characters the way I want to. <laughs> and then I get into combat, and I'm micromanaging the stuff that I don't want to micromanage, and things are on autopilot that I want to micromanage. So it's just completely upended from how I normally play RPGs. So it's it's fine. It's an okay game. It's just not entirely my style. And I've been slogging through this, really trying to work up the motivation to keep getting back to it for quite a while now. Shannon's been playing Fantasy Star. Is that the one that's spelled with a P-H? Yes. Yep. 
Pahantasy star. Why is it spelled? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Why is it spelled with PH? I've always because wondered. Because it's fantastical. I, you mean Pahantastical? Pahantastical. So I almost didn't start playing this game. I was complaining about how everything I was playing wasn't quite meeting my RPG needs. And so Nathaniel's like, oh, play this game on the virtual console that's a port of a 1988 Sega game. You'll love it. Oh, I didn't didn't say that necessarily, but she had wanted something where she could sit down and not need to think about it too hard and just get comfortable with it. I just wanted a relaxing RPG. You didn't want to have to work up your charisma to defeat a cactus. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I didn't want to rhythm dance a cactus to death. Um, I just wanted something lazy that I could sit in front of the TV and play a game and just enjoy it and have it be an old school, traditional RPG game. And so I was treating it like every other NES era fantasy RPG of this is your starting town. Fight the monsters right around the starting town until you level up. Then venture a little bit further. And when the characters say go to this place, that's the place you're supposed to go to next. Right? Right. And that's not the way that Fantasy Star works. So I played for 20 minutes and died at least 20 times. (laughs) Um, And I'm like, there's something wrong here. I have all of 12 hit points. I walked into first tree in the starting area i didn't even go outside the walls of the city and i ran into an enemy actually a swarm of enemies that all had 28 life each and they did half my hit points and damage per hit so i died before i got a hit in what is this why is this and i turned the game off and i went i'm never playing that dumb game ever again and then i looked it up online and it's got two female protagonists and a cat that you can add to your party and three different planets that you can visit in a spaceship that you build with a hovercraft and a land rover. I'm like, this sounds awesome. Everything that I've ever wanted in an RPG in one game. I must give this another chance. I must not have been playing it right. So I went back in and I got a walkthrough and maps of all the dungeons and when I'm going to cheat because this way I won't be frustrated. And apparently the way you're supposed to play the game is go to everything out of order, buy things that nobody ever tells you about, pester characters multiple times until they give you the secret items. And when you go into a new area, walk one step outside the new area and stand there until the right level enemy attacks you. <laughs> so- now that, that I've got the Fantasy sense. Star system down. <laughs> because three steps beyond the city walls was far too much. Oh, three steps beyond the city walls. I ran into a fish man with 42 life who polarized me into a pancake in one hit. And it was very ugly. <laughs> oh, and the other thing that has been driving me up a wall has been the names that they call the characters. So does anyone know what an owl bear is? It's an animal that's a cross between an owl and a bear, like a bear with beak and feathers, right? Classic D&D monster. Cla- classic? Yeah. Classic? Uh-huh. This yeah. game's owl bears are a bat with a big eyeball. What? <laughs> How do you get owl make... bear from an eye bat? 
I want to know. And I will bear. Like, what do you think we should call this enemy? And somebody's got a mouthful of sandwich and tries to say I bat, and then it comes out all there. But aside from that, now that I know how I should be playing this game, I really, really love it. And I've been playing pretty much nothing but this game. And she's I, been I fighting highly... a lot of Barbarians. Oh, yeah. They couldn't also fit the entire word Barbarian. So there's a lot of Barbarians. Oh. <laughs> nice. But I, I really am adoring this game. I love the party members. I love this system. I love the locations. I love the music. Uh, so I highly recommend looking at the original Fantasy Star. I'm playing it on the Wii Virtual Console. Um, Come over to our house. We've got some extra <laughs> save files you can use. Awesome. I'll be there in tomorrow. <laughs> in tomorrow. <laughs> oh, wait. I have class tomorrow. Boo. Oh, Never mind. Boy. I guess Jetty gave up on the podcast. Yeah. Jetty said he had to leave. <laughs> but I figured he'd like, like he, he has going. not said anything. Like he said he was going to have to go at nine, but I figured he'd be like, all right, guys, like, it's been fun. <laughs> See you later. Oh, you know, he just he just leaves. He, he, just, he didn't even hang up. Like he's <laughs> he's just gone. I think his computer like, oh. is like still open, and we're like just like hey, hey, Jenny, Jenny. It's just like not answering. Uh, yeah, he's probably just listening to it in the background, and the moment we say the word cat, he's gonna jump in and be like, no, <laughs> <laughs> not again. Meow. <laughs> Uh, I have, let's see, I was playing, a while ago I was playing Pokemon Pinball. Did I talk about that last time, last podcast? I don't think so. No. Pokemon Pinball, Ruby, and Sapphire. Um, it's a, it's a interesting take on a pinball game on the Game Boy. Because, like, you've got, like, your basic pinball stuff, but, like, instead of just, like, trying to get as many points as possible... You, there are the things you can do around the board, which make it so that you can, like, catch Pokemon. And, like, you, like, you do things so that they come out and then you hit them with the pinball. Because the pinball is a little Pokeball. And then you can catch them. And so, like, there's this sort of secondary goal of not just get a bunch of points, but also catch all the different Pokemon. So you don't necessarily just try to catch the same you don't just necessarily do the same thing over and over again because there's a variety of ways like you have to evolve some pokemon so you have to do the thing that lets you do that and so there's enough variety of the ways you can approach it that it stays interesting for a longer period of time whereas lots of other pinball games it's just like just do the things until you get more points and then you unlock a thing that lets you get more points but with this it's like i want to catch this pokemon what do I need to do on the pinball board to make that happen? So that's been fun. Then I, again, the only other thing is I was, I finally finished up um, my playthrough of Omega, the main game of Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. And right now my issue is that I can't get a Destiny Nut. And that doesn't make sense to anyone who hasn't done the, played a lot of the Pokemon games. But if you want to do breeding stuff right, you got to have a Destiny Knot. And it's really hard to get one. And it's very frustrating for me. You know, I thought you could just have a male and a female Pokemon, like a Mewtwo and a Mewtool. <laughs> you, Mew, Mewtool? <laughs> I mean, you can, but if you want them to be super cool, you got to do all these, like, little weird things. And I'm about to, there's this one Pokemon, um, Linoon, who has an ability pick up, 
where like after you do a battle, there's a certain percent chance that they'll just have an item in their item slot that they'll just appear and then you can take it. And so what I'm thinking is, and the items get better the higher level the Pokemon is with the ability. So I'm going to get like five of them, get them as high level as possible and just run around collecting like random spawning items until I get a destiny and just run the number, like, you know, run the percentage, if it's a certain percentage, so if I do it this many times, it's going to happen eventually. So you need pickup artists to make your breeding program work? Yes. Oh. Yes. I see where you're going. I do. I have, there are no double entendres with that statement. Nope. Yep, definitely None. not. It is a completely straightforward statement with no added context to make it sound strange. Well, you just made that awkward for everyone. <laughs> I made it awkward. I, me, it was me, not the person who brought up the strange connotation. You heard me. I did, but I was questioning it. Yes. No, no, I agree. It's your fault. Diane, what, were you, what have you games played now? <laughs> yes. Recently, a lot of my game time has been devoted to finishing Walking Dead on my channel. So I did that. That was that was hard. I did. I've been playing a lot of Undertale, which I did. You guys talk about that? Have you we guys need to talk about, about that? You did or you didn't? We talked about that last time, I think. Okay, that's what I thought. That's why we I didn't talked say about it a little bit. Really it, about it. It's one of the I, you can't talk about a lot because there's apparently it's rife with spoilers. It is. I'm not going to say anything yeah. other than that it's awesome and I love it so much. I'm, Very cool. I'm really liking it so far. I'm not done yet. I feel like I'm almost done, but I'm not sure. And I also know that I made a huge mistake at the beginning of my playthrough that I wish I could go back and change. But um, then it's okay. It's, I'm just going to have to play the game again, which is fine with me. Uh, I've been playing Story of Seasons still when I can't sleep because it's stress relieving. Uh, and I've also been playing... Uh, the Steam game that I just got called Town of Salem, which is basically like Mafia online. Like, you know, the, the game yep. Mafia? Where, like, yep. Yeah, it's that online. It's a lot of fun, actually. And I mean, it's, it's since it's with people online, it's like hit or miss. Like, sometimes you'll get good people and sometimes you'll just get real jerks. But um, for me, it's been a lot of fun. I've had a great time. Is it something to the effect of guessing which person's the witch or something? Yeah, okay. It depends on which version you play. If you go for the classic version, it's like a, a certain set amount of roles. And so there's three mafia members and a serial killer. And so the townspeople have to figure out who they are and they can just, you know, kill people and stuff. If you play on, my favorite is the chaos mode where you can, like, it doesn't tell you who's in the town or like how many mafia members there are or like werewolves, witches, vampires, anything goes. And like, uh, everyone's just killing people. <laughs> and it's really fun actually uh i'm doing a well it'll be out by this time so i can talk about it i'm doing i did a thanksgiving special for it on my channel and it was a hot mess like it was so bad like i was trying to actually show off like a good game and uh i kept everyone kept killing me i kept dying like round one or round two of all the games so i just gave up you need to be less suspicious diana i wasn't even talking that's suspicious well no no one else was either I was just arbitrarily killed. Just because they're also suspicious doesn't mean you should make yourself. The last not round, I, I played a chaos round and I actually like tried to like be helpful and like do stuff, and uh, I got killed. And it was like, all right, 
Well, uh, this is my Thanksgiving special. No one else is in Thanksgiving spirit other than me. So, uh, bye. It's, that's going to be a mess to edit. But it's okay. It's a lot of fun, though. And I'd love to, because I'm pretty sure you can start lobbies with your friends. And it's not that expensive of a game. So, it's one of those games where you, like, buy it and then you can pay real money if you want to, like, get stuff. Like, Is it is it a PC game? Yeah. It's on okay. Steam. But I think you can, like, make a room with, like, all of your friends. So, like, if I was ever going to actually do a full thing on it, like, I would want to get people that I know <laughs> in well, that- there. Not anyone who's listened to the podcast, because then they're all just gonna kill you. Don't be jerks to me. Don't kill me, please. <laughs> but no, it's it's a lot of fun. I've devoted like ten hours to it because I've just been having fun with it, and it's it's really fun. I really like it a lot. But I recommend to anyone who likes the game Mafia. I mean, it's a little harder online, obviously, because you can't talk to people. But I don't know. It's it's fun. And then I've been uh, replaying. I replayed a little bit of. Uh, Bioshock, because I wrote a paper on it for sociology. So I played a little bit of that recently, and that's about it from on my end, anyways. And I'm waiting for Holiday Star. That's it. Same. Yes. Please come out soon. I need to go back to pigeon dating. <laughs> I, was, I, 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 I was ready to be done, but I I'm, I'm never ready to be done. Walking Dead was too heavy for my channel, apparently, and everyone wants me to go back to pigeon dating. And I'm like, what does this say? I, liked it. <laughs> I think I cried more at the end of Hatful Boyfriend than I did at the end of Walking Dead. What does that say about me as a person? <laughs> like, oh, that's not... great. Then again, but I also you're a decent human being. I also knew the end of Walking Dead was coming though, so that's oh, something. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I feel like it's easier in a game like Walking Dead. It's like a little bit more straightforward that yeah anyone could die so like let's not get too emotionally attached to people here but like the game about pigeons you're like oh this is look at these birds going to school isn't that nice isn't that great oh that's the thing that just happened well I'm gonna go um, well, emotional no, breakdown lost my playthrough anymore because <laughs> Joe basically just summed it <laughs> pretty well that's, that's the game. That's the game. That's the game. Everyone should go play it. It's funny because I haven't even played it. I haven't even played it. I've just seen people play it. But I just everyone go play it before the sequel comes out in winter 2015. Anytime now, please. Anytime soon. Why do they need to do it before the sequel comes out? I mean, they need to do it. Like I, I get you mean they need to do it now rather than later. But why specifically before the sequel comes out? I mean, because you're gonna want to play the sequel as soon as it comes out, duh. So that means but you need to. But what the first if they? Game. What if they play the first game later? Then they won't have to do it as soon as it comes out, and they can wait for Steam sales and get it at their leisure. Then you're just not a very good Hatchful Boyfriend fan, now, are you? I mean, uh, I, I I do not disagree with said statement <laughs> in any capacity. So yes. Screenshots for Holiday Star look amazing. There are pigeons in a tank. There are pigeons in a tank. <laughs> That's the only part I'm interested in. I think I know what the title card for this episode is going to be. Is it going to be the pigeons in a tank? Because I'm... It's going to be something. It is going to be... I like, I like to try to mix it up now. So instead of just having like one picture referencing there... part, I like to try to make it more general. Hang on, I'm looking it up. Okay, here it there is. There are pigeons in a soup. So it's probably going to be like one of the one of the screenshots. And also, then... shoe with the Santa there's, hat. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say there's shoe with the Santa hat. I don't know what that is. There's there's a bird covered. I can also just include all of these Caramel. pictures in the show notes. Please do. They're they're on the Steam page. They're all on the Steam page. Also, this bird. Oh my God. Okay, they have the bird. 
that's um the ex- the PS4 exclusive bird in the original Hats of a Boyfriend, and I'm super angry about it. Like they need to release that as DLC for Steam because I need to date all the birds clearly. So they need to fix that, or I'm just gonna have to buy a PS4 apparently. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to buy a PS4. I'd be willing to pay for the DSL to add him the to the DSL. The, the DSL. <laughs> <laughs> the the DLC. letters work. Also, something about Christmas thieves. I think they're the ones in the tank. Down. See, it has to for Christmas. Or it's not going to make sense. Also, I I don't want to see shoe anymore on my screen. This is going away. I hate you, shoe. What do you mean? Shoe's the best character. He's so He's nice. So horrible. I. Hate- <laughs> Ah, that was funny. He killed my boyfriend. Three times. <laughs> I don't hey, need to Alex. make these emotions again. Hey, Alex, what games have you been playing? Well, Wow. All right. Never I heard hope of we that. don't lose that part of the podcast and, you know, know. it's all corrupted. <laughs> we'll be able to post it, right, guys? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think we could probably call this a short podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, otherwise I'll keep talking about pigeons. I could I'll keep talking about pigeons. I could make a whole podcast about it. Watch me. Let's do it. Let's do, it. Let's do a pigeon podcast. Let's We're going do to do it. Okay. Next. Yeah, we could we'll go through hopeful and then hateful and then holiday star when it comes out. Yes. yes. I'm totally down for this. Do you want to see that? Put it in. Put it in the comments um, of this page. Let's let's go. I although. I I did talk about a lot of things that I wanted to talk about in uh, my debriefing, but I can look it up and uh, bring them up again. We can talk about it. I I can't wait until uh, my Time Hop app shows me all the uh, tweets that I had from when I was finishing Hotful Boyfriend, because I finished the Hateful Boyfriend section in a day, and I had a mental breakdown. (laughs) That messed me up. Guys, my roommate just texted me. Did you console yourself with pudding? (laughs) <laughs> I did not. <laughs> she heard me. She said, "Let's." She she texted and said, "Let's keep talking about pigeons." <laughs> <laughs> you want to keep talking about pigeons? That's okay. My roommate's in here, so I'm pretty sure she's kind of judging me right now. <laughs> Hi. She she said I can do me. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is getting derailed quickly by me. The well, we're, we're about we're <laughs> we're we're about ready to wrap it up. So. This all needs to go in. Yep. Don't delete any of this. It'll be, it'll be somewhere eventually. This podcast content. You know what we need? We need to have a recruitment drive for fresh blood on the podcast because... We do. I, I am very glad to be podcasting with this crew. This is a good crew to be podcasting with. But we have so many other people who are listed on the staff roster. Mm-hmm. We would love for them to come join us. It's a lot of fun. What yeah. you mean? You don't want it to be Mega Man Pigeon, Mega Man Pigeon, Mega Man Pigeon every time? <laughs> Wait, you guys, I haven't talked about Ace Attorney enough this podcast. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I've oh mentioned it only once. I mentioned it one time. That's not enough. Oh, no. But there's been no news. Except someone, po- I forget where I saw this. I think on Tumblr or something. Someone posted that stupid Ace Attorney Rickroll video again. What? I want to see it. There, hang on, I'll, I'll find it. Someone, I, I, I tweeted it out a long time ago, like right after Ace Attorney 6 got announced. And I was like, holy crap, guys, look new. And this was before Apollo got announced too, because I wanted to get my best friend Noel. And um, I was like, 
look guys, oh my god, new Ace Attorney 6 trailer. Look, Apollo's in it. And I put the link to the Ace Attorney Rickroll and Paul comments. He's like, damn it. I was like, I knew it. I knew I'd get you. Oh. <laughs> I'm so proud of myself. Well, people trust you as an Ace Attorney authority. <laughs> you abused I, your power. I know, it was great. Um, <laughs> it was amazing, actually. There's, it's like a super long one. Hang on, I gotta find it. But yeah, I mean, I near the beginning, I, I emailed, like, in the emails, I was like, if you wanna, you should be on the podcast. We really want, I mean, we Stefano That's showed up. Yep. Um, but yeah, there's lots of people that... Maybe email them individually, not, like, single them out, but, like, be like, hey, never been on a podcast. Would you ever like to be on one? It's well, like, I've included in emails, like, if there's something that is keeping you from being on the podcast, email me and we can, let's, let's work around it because right. like a, a lot of time what seems to happen is i i send out an email on like the 15th and say when do you got when are let's figure out when we want to schedule the podcast and then people reply and then we schedule the podcast for sunday at eight o'clock p.m <laughs> but yeah i'm gonna particularly next year i'm gonna try really hard to get a lot more um this i mean like you know the next two podcasts are going to be tricky and just to get people to work but like yeah definitely starting a couple podcasts from now i really want to try to get more different people on the cast because you know it's you you know it's bad when we're starting to have continuity of conversations from one podcast to the next right which is completely unlike us (laughs) where we're like so continue your story from last month um what was (laughs) And like, if we start having longer podcasts that come out in multiple parts, and it suddenly just becomes a continuum of like a, our conversations with a month delay. All right. I, I, I stopped listening a while ago and started like mouthing along to this uh, Ace Attorney Rickroll. All right. <laughs> what are we talking let's, about? Let's wrap things up. Let's wrap it up so that Sorry, everyone can get to their funny videos and whatnot. <laughs> All right. So, thank you for listening to this edition of the Game Cola podcast. If you'd like to contact us, we didn't have, we didn't, Jetty wasn't here to do the email part, but we do um, sometimes listen, read out fan emails. So, if you'd like to do that, you can email us at podcast at gamecola.net. Depending on where you're listening to the podcast, if you're on YouTube and listening or somewhere else, you can check out our actual internet website, gamecola.net. Gaming outside, Gaming outside mainstream. mainstream. <laughs> 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 Jenny, you like gave me a heart attack. My <laughs> 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 <I> lord. <laughs> Why would you? I've been here all along. What are you guys talking about? And judging me when I talk about pigeons. How am I not fired yet? Well, Paul isn't here. That's true. Well played. Well played. Hold on. I need to recover. Were you actually here the whole time? Just jetty. No. Okay. I just got back. What were you doing? No, I had to go for a bit. Okay. But I'm I'm here. Now. That was terrifying. You missed me. <laughs> was wait, when did you when did you when did you get back? When was the Sadly I was putting on my headphones when you were saying and Jetty wasn't here. <laughs> so I wasn't able to like retort for that. But I heard it. 
god, that was terrifying. That was hilarious. He's always here. He's always here. Except for when he's not. I still haven't recovered. <laughs> it's okay. Just just listen to the song. Just click on the video. No, you'll be fine. All right. All right. Where was I? Um, I don't all right. Know. All right. Please don't edit any of that. I, w- I, w- I won't. Please leave that in. Leave um, that in. Uh, all right. So you heard about our actual internet website. So if you are there, uh, you can check out our YouTube channel, gc.net, the letter G, the letter C, the word dot, the word net. Podcasts get posted there. We have tons of playthroughs and stuff that get posted there. If you'd like podcasts to be delivered directly to your phone, you can check us out on iTunes, unless you plan on not rating us five stars, in which case there is no there. such thing as iTunes. It was all an elaborate ruse for several years. Um, we, I, I, we're sorry to be the ones that have to tell you this. All that um, music that you bought? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that was worthless money. Worthless, <laughs> worthless money. Um, ow, ow. The pain of iTunes not existing is really <laughs> getting to Anna. Sorry. <laughs> you can check us out on all of our social media stuff. Uh, like Twitter, search game Cola, and Facebook, search game Cola. If you search game Cola on stuff and then we're there, you'll probably find it. I don't think that sentence made much sense, but whatever. We are uh, smart just, viewers. They'll figure it out. A cool note about the Facebook is that not only do we post all of our daily updates, but we also post cool discussion topics so you can join in and have fun with other game Cola fans and staff members. Mm-hmm. And I think those are all the things. We have a Tumblr. Do we? Probably. Do we have to? Do we still? (laughs) I mean, technically, it it still exists. It hasn't been updated, I don't think, in like months, but it's there. More like a year. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we have a Tumblr, but. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Game Call Podcast. (laughs) Joe, are you broken yet? I'm so yes with that. And (laughs) end of that now will be so everyone with the goodbye, please. Bye, we broke Joe. We won. With Jenny meowing now? That was me. That was me. Definitely me. I think I could have written a better ending. That was amazing. <laughs> yep. Hooray. <laughs>